This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. Promises is a family of mental health and addiction treatment centers based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they're ready to help you or your loved ones stay committed and achieve your promise of recovery. So if you're looking for some help, you got some questions, you don't know who to turn to, uh, let me tell you how you can reach out to these guys. Promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy. They got a great page. We have a great partnership. Uh, they have a lot of great people that are in recovery themselves and have family in there. Uh, so you can definitely reach out to them, rely on them, trust them. Uh, let me give you the phone number if you'd like to give them a call as well. It's 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. One eight nine zero, and tell them that tell them that you heard about them from that sober guy podcast. Uh, man, lots going on this week. I'm pumped for our guest today. My good buddy uh, Mark Saratella is going to be here. But before we get to him, let me also tell you about some live meetings that you can jump on. There's a lot of people out there looking for meetings. A lot of the uh, 12 step clubhouses and meeting places are all closed down. Obviously, as we're dealing with this uh, this shutdown of society in some sense. Uh, but my sponsor, Buddy C, heads one up. It's an online daily AA meeting via Zoom. It's every night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And you can catch me in there sometimes. It's one of my fallbacks. I was in there all week last week and a couple times this week. It's really been helping to get me through uh, these times and, and make sure I'm staying connected. So I encourage you to do the same. Just go to Zoom. Uh, I'm sorry, that's www.zoomaaemails.com. And you just if it's your first time, all you do is click on the button that says Join Meeting. There's no code. You'll be able to jump right in uh, and get yourself a meeting. And then I also want to tell you about uh, Rooted. Uh, Promises uh, Alumni Communities has a program called rooted and uh, my buddy patrick from promises heads up this community there's plenty of online meetings to choose from it's weekly uh, they have meetings all throughout the day uh, and uh, it's for all people in all forms of recovery no matter what you're recovering from or what brought you to recovery and uh, you can check those out they have a calendar on there by going to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash rooted uh, and you can check those out and log in there as well uh, the important thing is that we stay connected my people all things i mentioned i'll put in the show notes uh, so you can find them i encourage you to use them share them and uh, yeah, stay sober. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this podcast on the road. Really excited today to do this one. We're gonna lighten it up a little bit. We're gonna have some fun today. So let's do this. That sober guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Rammer. You're listening to that sober guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. You can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Uh, you can connect with us on Instagram at Real That Sober Guy and on Twitter at Shane Raymer. Supposed to be opening day today, damn it. I'm still rocking the A's hat, Oakland A's, you know, in memory of what could have been. I was going to take cash to our annual uh, opening day ceremonies, but uh, that'll be postponed until further notice. We'll make the best of it. Watch a little baseball tonight, I'm sure. Some, some reruns. Uh, but I got my good buddy Mark Saratella here today. Uh, Mark's work includes Adam Devine's House Party on Comedy Central, uh, The Adam Carolla Show. He's also the producer of About Last Night podcast with comedian Adam Ray. And he's a frequent face at the world-famous uh, world comedy store in the Hollywood Improv on Melrose. And one of the things I love about Mark, too, he's toured over in 30, he's, he's toured in over 35 countries entertaining the U.S. troops, man. So uh, some good stuff there. He's a great dude. And uh, it's awesome to have him on the show. Uh, Mark, what's up, man? How are you? Good morning, Papa. <laughs> Papa. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> I want to bring you everywhere for that intro. That was great. If I could go to the grocery store and you could introduce me that way to the cashier, that'd be awesome. Dude, that'd be so great. You'd just be like, uh, you'd be behind me with a cart full of toilet paper and like maybe a couple of canned foods. And I'll just go, yes, my good buddy, Mark Saratella at over 35 countries entertaining the U.S. troops. Here he is. Yes, I, I love it. I hope you're not joking. <laughs> no, I'm not. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'll come down to Los Angeles as soon as I can leave uh, Vacaville here in the old East Bay area. What's up, man? How's uh, Southern California treating you? Well, things right now, th this routine is not that far off from what I usually do, just minus shows. Mm. Because at this point, I don't work a regular job. So I am home a lot. Yeah. So I've been kind of liking, I've been really liking, well, after I heard this great interview with this doctor, Dr. Agus on Howard Stern three days ago, mm -hmm. and I realized that everything's going to be okay. It's going to take a little bit of time, a little bit of vigilance. And if you do get sick, don't panic. Yeah. After I heard this guy, I just felt a lot better about everything. And I go, all right, take a step back and let's start getting to the things you haven't gotten to. Some of these ideas have been on my plate for four years. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, just organizing my house, organizing my life and getting to these little creative projects as a comic that I just haven't been getting to because it needs time. And when you're doing stand up at night, you're kind of not on, a, on like a hamster wheel because your brain is working better than that. But, you know, yeah. you just need time. It's, it's slowed me down. And, and I've definitely really liked that. Yeah, dude, it, it's it's crazy, man, that, that you're saying that right now because uh, Jess and I have been going through some similar experience in that, and we were just so damn busy, man, and just like on the go, 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 go. And this has really forced us into a spot where we got to step back and just chill out for a minute and really recognize kind of where we're at, who we are in some sense, and what's really important at the same time. And, I, you know, it's funny, too, I, I heard a, a podcast with Dr. Drew and he had, it was, it was asked Dr. Drew was just, uh, let's see, he put it out on the 18th. So yeah, last week, I think, or Friday night, I was listening to it. I was out here dicking around in the garage, putting some stuff together and same thing, man. I was like tripping out all week. And then I finally just realized that I'm not in charge. I'm, I can't control any of this stuff. And of course, you know, hearing some positivity from uh, a couple of doctors on there, I had another guy, Dr. Gowder on there, I think. And they were just saying like, you know, and then you look at the odds too. It's like 0.0003%. I want to diminish the fact that people are getting this thing and dying from it. It's terrible. And um, it's surprising who's getting so sick from this comedian in super great shape, Michael Yo, who's been in the, he was in the hospital for a week and, he felt like he almost died and he was had pneumonia and was in a, on a, a, rest, a ventilator and he was uh, or a respirator. And he um, he was a college football athlete who does not drink and is in phenomenal shape and doesn't do drugs and wound up. He, I think he just got home from the hospital two days ago. I'm not I don't hope I'm not talking at a turn, but yeah. yeah, it can. There is a little percentage of people that get sick. But go ahead. Dude, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's crazy, and it, it's uh, it's affecting people. It seems like in different ways, where it's some really really severe, just just like that, you know. And and uh, we think that it only hits people with uh, you know older, maybe not as healthy immune systems, but uh, it's really shown that that's not the case. Well, but I guess sleeping is a lot of it. So I took that as just a note. I've always loved to sleep. So I go, this Dr. Agus is like, get as much rest as possible so that your immune system is firing off if mm. you do get it. And I go. 
note taken <laughs> nap today from now on <laughs> taking an adult i think yeah when we talked yesterday you said i don't know about tomorrow i might have to get my adult nap in it's like damn oh, it no 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 pimp nap. <laughs> oh yeah pimp nap <laughs> adult nap talking about my pimp nap yeah, yeah that'd be good. great dude i can't get a nap around here man my kids would be jumping on my head in in no time yeah I'd be trying to that pimp nap that came from a, a t- do you remember back in the day pimps and hoes parties uh, was that on, uh, was it a show? Pimps and hoes no, parties? It was a style of party back in like the early, the late 90s where oh, the yeah, men yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. as pimps, the hoes, the girls were just as hoes. And yeah. so my friend and I are going to our first one and we're stoked. We got our clothes on and we're drinking, we're doing bong hits and we're, and we're getting everything that night was pimp. Like, yo, can I get a, can I get a pimp Jack and Coke? Can I get a pimp hit? Can I get a, you know, then we went to this, I'll get a pimp burger. I'll get a pimp that. And then we, before the party, we tired ourselves out and we go. I think I need a pimp nap. <laughs> we yeah. wound up taking a nap and like missing the party. So with your pimp clothes on that, that, uh, that reminded me, I've, I still have yet to do this, but in our twenties, I always wanted to dress up for Halloween, like a strip club DJ and like walk around with my little speaker and a microphone and then have Jess be my stripper and just go, please welcome to the stage, Veronica. <laughs> but I never been able to do it yet. I need to do that. Be That's fun. So funny. Well, maybe because how does it go from that? to just the to to like drinking alone and losing a job you know because that's the trajectory <laughs> yes <laughs> it is go, i know yeah i so know you, you want to romanticize it because you go oh it was a pimp nap it was funny it was this is like no we didn't even make it to the party we got dressed up for. <laughs> <laughs> yep that was it passed out no offense to the veronicas out there either i don't think any no veronicas offense, no, offense. Yeah, no nothing there <laughs> but man dude so so we uh you know, we uh, we kind of hit it off, man. When we we met down in uh, in West Hollywood, I came down. You helped me set this show up live. Uh, that sober guy podcast at the Improv, which was a great time, man. We had a had a really good time. I appreciate you helping out doing that. And I know we had some uh, some new people come out to check it out. That hopefully helped bridge that gap between some people, um, you know, that are struggling with alcohol with addiction. Um, and then uh, so we ended up going to this meeting too in in East Hollywood around that time. And uh, we, do we want to touch on that a little bit? It was a little different, man. It's like what was the deal with that? It was dark. It was in a theater. Yeah. It was cool. It was different, I've never man. Seen but... anything like it. I've worked, you know, various twelve step programs. You know, I, I like to keep the first letter of them anonymous as yeah. well. Like, but that was the the weirdest meeting I've definitely ever been to because because if, you remember, like, it was like it was in a very very dark theater with like yeah. barely a toilet. It was like old rickety seats, but then these people were allowed to do not only cross talk but like you're you were encouraged to roast each other, but none of these people were trained comedians. So some of it was just insulting. Yeah. They were just talking shit back and forth. And it was very, and you couldn't see, like you could barely see your hand in front of you. Uh, it, it was an odd, odd thing, but it was, it's funny when you catch those types of meetings or even if it's not a meeting, just something in life, it definitely creates a moment in time that you never forget. Yeah, totally. It was also, it was, there was also a couple of girls in there that you go, this is the type of girl who would pull me off the wagon. That's the one I need to be around right now. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. They were very, they were very open. They were very open about their, uh, extravagant, uh, you know, whatever it is, escapades, I guess we'll call it that. Right. Um, yeah, but that, that was a good time, man. Uh, how's your neighbor with the apocalypse truck, by the way? What, what was the deal uh, with that? Yeah. He had like you a know, paddle yeah. or something on the, oh man, that was a trip. Luckily, I never met that guy. What that was, that was a, a, a you can find that on my Instagram, by the way, just Mark Saratelli, if you want to see this photo. It, it's a 
a banjo welded to the to the hood, but then like scraped and painted green, almost like a matte finish. And then there were spikes all around it, and then like skulls on those spikes. So I, I haven't seen Mad Max. Yeah, Mad <laughs> Max. Like, is, the Mad Ma- is that what the Mad Max vehicle looks like, or is it kind of in that world? It's it's got to definitely be in that world. I'm looking at it right now, and uh, <laughs> I love the quote that you put <laughs> that you put under it too. It says, "Living near a guy who has this truck is my new rock bottom." <laughs> <laughs> totally. Freaking no, it classic. really was because like I've just over the last like three and a half years, I've just been much more healthy, and I've definitely had a crazy you know bottom performing that I'll, that I'll tell you about later. But yeah, you know, just like life has been better. And then I I walked by him, and it was such a reminder that I li- still lived in the neighborhood that I had to move to after getting a DUI <laughs> or a, a reckless driving, you know, really? they knock it down. Like I got exactly a point away. They go, it's your first offense ever. We're knocking it down. It's just reckless driving. Cause I was texting on the highway and the guy was like, you know, anyway, so but you were texting, hold on. You were that. texting on the highway. Yeah. I was coming from a show down in San Diego. You know, this was uh-huh. right before Uber existed. Oh shit. And so you, would roll the dice back then because a taxi oh, yeah. ride was $160 back and forth. I'm not saying that's yeah. right, but you know the deal. Totally. And everyone else does too. There's a reason that that DUIs are way down in the state and it's a good thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just like a brutal reminder. That I go, okay, I got to even do better because I've always kind of considered myself kind of like a B student. Like I got straight B's in high school, got straight B's in college. I basically went to an Ivy League school, got B's there. Uh, and so – you know, I look at that, I go, God, I'm still kind of <laughs> like, I should probably not be in this neighborhood, even though North Hollywood is a lot better than it used to be. Yeah. When I first moved here, it was drug dealers. You know, maybe it's just the crowd you're running with too, but like it was super loud, super young, kind of ghetto for lack of a better term, you know, yeah. just like very dangerous. Um, And now it's a lot better, but we still have vehicles like that. Do you know that truck is actually a hybrid? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm yeah, looking at it yeah, again right now. Like the hoods, <laughs> yeah, the hoods all rusted out. It's definitely Mad Max is a good way to describe it because I'm looking at it back. And if you're listening, check it out uh, at Mark Saratello on Instagram. But it's uh, it's definitely a, it's got it even got shocking, the grill. Honestly, yeah, it's got. And be. I haven't met the person, so I don't know if it's ironic or if that's someone who's like leading that life. Yeah, it could be. Maybe he, I would say maybe he came from Burning Man. I was just at Burning Man, bro. So it just <laughs> yeah, rolled maybe, out. Yeah. But I mean, that's like what it kind of reminds me of, too. He calls um, it half ironic, half amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That works. Well, so you're in North Hollywood now. You're in the Hollywood area, basically. Uh, but originally, you're from New York, right? Yankees fan. I always see you rocking the, the Yankees hat. Yep. I got the A yep. side on, right? I did and, not. Yep. Go ahead. From, I'm from Albany. I'm from yeah. uh, the, it's capital city. It's one of the oldest cities in the United States. It might, I think it's the oldest county, actually. Mm. And uh, was originally settled by the Dutch. It was called Fort Orange. I believe the British won it in a war or something. I don't even know. But it's one of those small cities up in upstate New York. Anything in the Northeast, small city, the drinking is, is you're bored. Really? You know what I'm saying? Especially, I mean, there's, there's some, there's sometimes eight months of winter. <laughs> Dang, yeah, it's not and a whole lot to do. And if you then get a rainy summer and you've only seen 15 to 18 sunny days in a year. Yeah. Yeah, rupplements. You know what I'm saying? You need that <laughs> vitamin D, man. It's uh, it's crucial. Yeah, I used to go tanning all the time there just uh, <laughs> uh, without any apologies. It's like, you look real tan now. I go, yeah, I haven't seen the sun. I've been going to a, a tanning booth. 
<laughs> and it, it does it does work. You'd be in a good mood for like three, four days. Because, you know, 99% of feeling good is looking good. I, I learned that from a toupee commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know a the good one, one I'm talking about? That guy, the Dr. Bosley, where there's like that Kenny Loggins looking guy. And he's like, 99% <laughs> of feeling good is looking good. And you're like, the other 1% is not wearing a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me too with that of uh, is it Mur Mur Maurice on uh, I think it's Goodfellas when he's the Absolutely. toupee guy and he De Niro strangles him with the telephone cord. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, goes, Give me my. I, actually, you know yeah. what? When I was it's funny you bring that up. When I was in uh, New York last time, I stayed in Queens and that and that that bar is still open. Really? And I believe yeah, totally. If, if you go to New York, you can Google search Goodfellas locations. I went there during the day. I was the only one there. Um. <laughs> And uh, phenomenal burger too. I sat at the bar. I sat right in the corner where they sat. And uh, I think that's also one of my Instagram. I think it's one of my very. By the way, I'm not very big on Instagram. It's odd we've talked about two things that are on my Instagram because <laughs> I, I don't put up that much. But uh, that yeah, if you go to New York, you can Google search those locations. And that bar is in this really quaint, cool Queens neighborhood. Food was amazing. The bartender knew exactly why I was there. I got the Goodfellas burger, French fries, great. Syrup was great, and I was really healthy at the time. Um, and uh, just the, the New York eating spots are just great. I usually try to do like either a movie location or wherever mm. Anthony Bourdain has gone. Oh, nice! Because you can Google search his name and the city you're in. Little pro travel tip, you know, Anthony <laughs> Bourdain, and then wherever you are. And I try to go to where he went because he just knows these great spots. Yeah. Now, were you aware that the Yankees have won 27 World Series titles? I was not aware of that until today. Totally. I had to look it up. Do you guys know that if the A's won, let's see, if the A's won 18 in a row, they would still be one behind the Yankees. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that reminder. We have nine. We have nine. Oakland A's have nine. I didn't realize. We oh, no, have nine. They've won 17 in a row. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's coming from back. Like you had the, the Philadelphia A's, Kansas City A's, I think. So, I mean, oh, the really? Whole franchise. Does that count all that? I, I think it As counts all of it. Basically. Yeah. So yeah, that's. You know, the A's are frightening, man. Those early 70s A's teams were nasty. Oh, yeah, dude. You had uh, uh, Charlie Finley and, uh, man, dude, Vita blue raleigh fink all I, them old guys i think man. the first i think the first big free agent signing was actually the yankees of catfish hunter who i mm. think played for you guys before he did you know, he did yeah totally and that was uh i think that's like that's kind of the start of like people shifting teams sometimes yeah. but those those early 90s teams were great too with the uh would you consider consinko and guire early 90s or late 80s um, well, the series—it's eighty-eight, isn't it? Yeah, it's—I think it's—it's it's, so I would consider it eighties because they were in the eighty-eight, eighty-nine World Series. That was the Bash Brother days. That was the Battle of the Bay. Um, oh my God, those were fun teams to watch. Dude, I remember being because you were how old are you? I'm thirty-eight. I was born in eighty-one, so I was about okay. seven, eight years old. Oh, so you were then. tiny. So yeah, yeah. so I—I I was. I'm uh, forty-three, so I was twelve. But I remember that being like the beginning of testosterone for me and being like, this is what you do. You bash for. <laughs> you know Hell yeah. 
Cinco, you go, I would like to look like Jose Cinco. You look like, you know, I look nothing like him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but I feel you. It was like that time where, man, you just like, you were, you wanted to just get ripped and just smash baseballs. You know what I mean? That was like the totally. the beginning of the, of just the home run hitting extravaganza after that, you know, people just juicing up yeah. and just dropping bombs. And we were hard on those fun. guys as far as like, cause that was kind of the beginning of the steroids era. Yeah. And uh, at first, cause I'm a stats guy. I don't know if you are, but I love yeah. looking at baseball stats and, you know, just, you know, and I was like, oh, they ruined the game. Looking back on it, that was baseball's fault. You need leadership. You need the leaders of the game, a, the people in charge, you, we set these rules. So the guys stay in, in place. Yeah. And of course those players run it. Then they got addicted to it. Next thing you know, they're doing them for a decade. The stats are thrown off. I, I actually think those guys should now get in the hall of fame. It's like, and at first I was devastated yeah. by the, that McGuire was like, obviously we kind of saw it, but like, almost like a beaten wife. I was like, guys, I just want to believe in the Sosa and McGuire thing was so exciting. Yeah. And it, all that stuff got tainted, but I think it's time to just go, yo, the, it wasn't against the rules. Yeah. And these guys did it. So, so baseball, fuck you. And then <laughs> Bud Seal, Bud Sealing put his hands in the pocket, not applauding Barry Bonds oh, as if know, he had nothing sad. to do with it. It's like, yeah. you know, I think it's time for forgiveness and actually, you know, being on the subject of 12 step programs and stuff, it's like, you know, Forgiveness is a big part of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, so totally. I'm hoping these guys, Clemens, McGuire, Sosa. Um, what about Pete Rose? Kingo doesn't have the numbers. Get, what about Pete Rose? Eventually, Pete Rose is another one too. I mean, how long ago did that happen, and how, you know, how how much has changed? I, I think since that he had. I think behind the scenes, that Major League Baseball thinks he bet against his team and had him lose. I think yeah. they must have oh, some type of information they can't completely prove. Mm-hmm. Because they have held his feet to the fire bad. But same with Shoeless Joe Jackson. The gambling thing is so severe, and it's just, and maybe rightfully so. I don't know. You know, Arnold Rothstein um, rigged the World Series. What was that, 1919? I don't know. And Shoeless Joe Jackson, over 3,000 hits. He's right up there with Pete Rose as far as great players, and they never let him in either um, because he bet against his own team. So I, I think that they must have information that. That maybe that's not out that they don't they yeah, can't 100 percent prove or yeah i think he should be in but i don't have the info because there mu- there has to be a reason that because public opinion thinks he should be in yeah i was gonna and say it's I just think... entertainment we're not talking about who controls nuclear weapons you know yeah, yeah. so there, there must be something really egregious we don't know about some keeps clicking on your on your mic it might be your if you have headphones in it might be your mic hitting your uh uh, no, is it, is it really, I don't hear, no, it's just I have every once in a while stuff. it keeps clicking. I don't know. Maybe it's, something oh, it may, there, you know, okay. Yeah. I see what it is. Got it. But, uh, so I, I wanted to mention to some, my father-in-law, big, big time Dodger fan from, from Southern California grew up on the Dodgers, man. He cannot stand the American league and like the, uh, the, uh, DH rule. He, you know, he's, so he, he, he's one of those guys. He loves that old school baseball mentality, which I, I admire myself, you know, where, you know, you play small ball, you steal bases, your pitcher hits, that's the game. You know what I mean? And then we, ch- and you got me thinking about this when we were saying about the, 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 um, you know, juicing up and hitting home runs where the game kind of changed at that point. It went to more about, 
um, you know, power hitting and who can score the most runs. There's so much strategy in baseball. And I didn't, I didn't get a taste of this until I started even just coaching a little bit with cash as a, a little guy and started paying attention to it. But I mean, you're, you're, you're thinking, you know, four or five moves ahead. You gotta, you gotta really watch what's going on. And I feel like it does take away a little bit from the game, the DH rule, but at the same time, most of the time, unless you're like, who's a pitcher that can hit? I think a uh, bum gardener, he can hit a little bit. I know my, my, right. uh, uh, CC Sabathi, he came out of Vallejo here. I played against him in high school. That dude could rake, but for the most part, most pitchers can't hit. And I want to watch, I, I do want to watch some hitting. I don't know. What are your thoughts on DH rule in that? It's like making a guy in a wheelchair play kickball. <laughs> the, the pitcher should That's not a be phenomenal hitting. analogy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes, the, they should hire the. And also, it is entertainment. The it the is. players, the vets who can't really field anymore, should be in the NL as well, hitting the baseball. I don't want, and also, I don't want to yank a pitcher who might be able to get five outs. Let's say Chapman comes in in the eighth in the World Series. Yeah, I want him to do five outs, and I don't want him to be burdened by hitting. Yeah. Not only that, but these guys aren't stretched out, so they're getting hurt at the plate. Mm -hmm. There, there was a guy with the Yankees, uh, the kid out of Korea, um, that uh, Wang back in the day, who only, he came in like third place in the Cy Young, mm -hmm. and he sprained his foot rounding the bases and tore up the ligaments in his feet, and was never the same. He was an international sensation pitcher, and he had no he had no business running the base. He was running the bases like in his warm up jacket coming home. Hit his foot on home plate and Ugh. never pitched for the Yankees again because of that one that one play where yeah. he destroyed yeah. himself. Uh, yeah, Ming Wong. I think I had that right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it sounds almost right. like correctly pronouncing these people's <laughs> names almost sounds racist. I believe that's how you pronounce the name. But we're talking about yeah. 15 years ago. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? I don't. I, it's not ringing a bell for me. Oh but, my god, he was yeah. phenomenal, and uh -huh. it, he was uh, he was a. Uh, idol in his home country yeah and um it was it was like a, it's a huge baseball tragedy so no i i don't think pitchers should be hitting i know what your you said your stepdad or your dad no my, no my uh my father-in-law bill he's saw oh, your yeah, father i mean yeah i know i certainly know where he's coming from it's not yeah. like he's explaining rocket science like i but no i don't think the pitcher should be hitting i just don't want him up in big moments and i don't want him rounding the bases it's just like it's such as you have to work your ass off to learn how to pitch oh yeah and you can't learn how to hit at the same time yeah, well, I'm I, uh, sure in high school you, you were your team's best hitter. You know, the, our best pitcher in high school, this kid Joe Tremarkey, was like all-time leading basketball scorer in New York State. Phenomenal pitcher, phenomenal hitter. You know, you got to focus on one if you're yeah. going to make it to the big leagues. And, and why put him back up there? I mean, just I, no one's enjoying themselves. <laughs> see, I couldn't, I couldn't understand, you know, that as a in, in high school when we so we played. I went to Wilsey Wood here in Vacaville. We played Vallejo High, which is where Cece went. He was a grade above me, so I got to hit off him a couple of times, dude. And and being a junior in high school, and he was a senior at the time. And I mean, he's throwing you know mid nineties, low mid nineties uh, as a as a high schooler. But so he could pitch, right? I mean, that was a given. He said I had a Hall of Fame career, just amazing dude, great pitcher, great athlete for being such a, a, a big dude too. But when he would come up, like we played at uh, at, at Keating Park here in Vacaville, and uh, I so you had you had right field, which was like I don't know three twenty five, three th like right center would go out three seventy five, and then you had a road, and then you had this trailer park behind that, right? I yeah, <laughs> I I saw do, oh yeah, per it's apple pie right there, baseball trailer parks, and you know Keating Park right there. But I I saw him, he's a lefty. I saw him crush one 
over the street into the trailer parks back there. I mean, just absolutely crazy. So he could hit too, but you don't see most pitchers like that. They they can't, and that wasn't the first, the only time I seen him, you know, just mash on some balls like that. But then you go, you go up and you start pitching the big leagues and, and you don't hit anymore because like you said, you're focusing all on uh all on your pitching, but definitely two different types. Now take a guy like Mike Trout, dude. Do you agree he's the best player in baseball? Now we're talking baseball stuff. I feel like I'm on like ESPN or uh, something right now. But, no, I love it. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I don't. I haven't seen. Last year, I didn't watch a ton of Mike Trout. I mean, it, baseball is such a specific. Like for me, like I gotta love the team I'm watching because people are like, oh, it's boring, and a lot of it is stats driven. So like. With the Yankees, yeah. I care if my favorite player gets a single in one inning, even though we didn't score a run. So to tell you the truth, I haven't watched that much Mike Trout. Yeah. I certainly see the highlights and know that he's phenomenal. And I, and if you're a, like a real stats geek, I guess he's the best player in baseball. Yeah. But I'm a I'm an Aaron Judge guy because oh, yeah. I think Aaron Judge has that kind of obviously I'm a Yankees fan, so it's 100 biased. But he has that kind of clutch-driven thing where, like, he always seems to be in the right spot near the ball, <laughs> making big yeah. plays. Do you know what I'm saying? He mashes too, man. I saw. I actually just saw a video of him the other day, and I, apparently, he's pretty pretty good about um, signing autographs for the kids. That's so important, yeah, he's man. So good with kids, dude. Dude, I yeah. mean, that's that's like the biggest thing, and I and I feel like there's a lot of guys that are great at that. And uh, like when we go to A's games with Cashman, the A's players are so good about that with the kids just interacting. And I, I would think when you get to the big leagues or something like that, and certain guys can forget that easily where you came from. But for the guys that recognize that, that's what it's about, man. You're playing a kid's sport, so and you're giving back to those kids. So it's cool to see Aaron Judge doing that, man. He's he's really really good with that, and he hits the ball freaking a mile. Jeez, I saw him in spring training. Uh, one year by the way did that clicking noise go away um i heard it a little bit just a second ago but i think you're good did you yeah huh okay cool yeah i don't know what it's it not is, like terribly I, bad I don't, but yeah okay yeah um so he had gone come up with yankees one spring training and then he disappeared for like five months and then i was at uh, a restaurant with my friend Vinny, and he's a huge yankees fan and judge came up and go yo 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 this is the guy i was telling you about and it's his first at bat and i go watch yeah. this guy hit and he just knocks it straight out of the park <laughs> right over center field. And he's like, what yeah. the? I mean, Aaron Judge has like a uh, – he's got to stay healthy because he, he's actually playing a little bit too hard in the outfield and he's too big. Yeah, he's a big he's dude. diving because he has a broken rib from last year that the doctors didn't even know about. That's how strong really? he is. He's like, my, oh, yeah, yeah, he was going to be out the first month of the season from last September because he came in this year and he was like, my kind of chest hurts a little bit. They're like, you have a broken rib. <laughs> Damn, just just and a savage, still playing. Yeah, he just dived. Yeah, and then it's like you know, it's it's tough though because it's like during the regular season, I don't really want you diving, yeah, onto your rib cage. But in the playoffs, go ahead, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to so, go balls out yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, um, it's pace. I, Alan Iverson was great at that, like playing with pace. He goes, "I don't go out all every, every play and be like, how dare you say that?" He goes, "I can't. I'll die." <laughs> <laughs> I uh speaking to Alan Iverson a few episodes back I did an episode called uh uh we're talking about practice and I played that sound clip of him we're talking about practice man we're talking come on we're talking about practice <laughs> one of the right. best ever man one of the best 
Um, hey, speaking of wheelchairs earlier too, I heard you've got a dude or a person who knows if it's a dude or a chick loose from the Los <laughs> Angeles County jail recently. Did you take that wheelchair? Did you put it in your, uh, your, your house or what? Yeah, that's what I'm driving now. It's, it's a convertible. <laughs> it's a convertible <laughs> you get, baby. You get lots of sun and lots of arm exercise. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Cause then it had kind of a, it was just hanging out next to a car at the park. Yeah. And then I took a picture of it and then, it, then people were like, Actually, they've been releasing people from jail because of the coronavirus. So maybe he just got out of jail. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And he took the yeah, wheelchair. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah. you know, it was um, certainly a sight I've never seen before. And I don't know if they just like wheeled this guy out into the street and like, have a good day. And he was like, all, all right. Because yeah. they were probably like, are you happy to be out? You go, ecstatic. You go. <laughs> I'm happy. And so, yeah, it looks like it looked like something on a, from a movie set, right? Mm hmm it did it did I, I i saw it and i i had to do the double take i went is that los angeles county jail it is yeah okay it's out yeah. here and it's kind of pushed <laughs> into the side of the wheel do. well yeah yeah it was pretty like, funny though already freaked out from the virus a little bit um and that morning i was particularly spiraling because i think that was the morning that i finally that i knew that that howard stern doctor that guy's been on before his name is dr agus mm -hmm. i knew that once i heard him that I'd have a better perspective, but that photo was taken before that. So it's like, Oh my God, there's a virus and people are fresh out of jail living at the park. I go to every day. And I was just like, yeah, okay, here we go. in our, in our brains, I got Mad Max parked out in front of my house. What the hell is yeah. going on? <laughs> <laughs> a oh, snapshot man. of North Hollywood. Yeah, man. Crazy stuff. Dude, it's a different time in the world right now. Right. I mean, it's just, uh, Obviously, we've never seen anything like this in the history of our of our country, really, at least the, the complete shutdown. But um, I've really had to give it up myself last week. I was in a meeting on Monday or Tuesday and I got to pick the topic and I picked surrender just because like there's just yeah. shit that I can control and there's shit that I can't control. And uh, most of what's going on right now is out of my control. But what is in my control is me uh, being able to stay positive, support my family, support my friends, try to serve others, you know, offer up resources to help and be there. Um, and that really helps me at least get through, uh, you know, some of this weirdness because it is a weird feeling, man. It's just a weird, weird time, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And one of the creepier parts of it is that you don't know if you have it for like four or five days. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you ever did before this, with yeah. anything else, but just like, oh my God, like, did me putting my pin code in to buy four rolls of toilet paper the other day? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is the toilet paper all sold out down where you're at too? Uh, yeah, kind of, you know, and then I remember the first time when I first started seeing the social media stuff about it, I walked uh, Rio, my dog, Rio Barcanero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We go over to, uh, we go over to CVS, and that night I wanted a Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, you can just if you have a dog, you go, let's make an excuse to get out of here, and you wind oh, up yeah. walking over to uh, somewhere for any kind of useless mission. Yeah. And I go, I was like, I should look at the toilet paper. I knew I had plenty at home, like you know, whatever amount. Yeah. Um, and I go, let me just see, look at the toilet paper, see if it's here. There was one package left, and I and I, I bought it. <laughs> I was like, I don't need it, but I'm gonna buy this if it's the only one here. Hell and the yeah. next day, I went to a different store and was like, I wonder what the toilet paper is like here. And again, Shane, I'm not kidding you. There was one left. So I bought that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know. I don't want to be the, I don't want to run out either. I know. Isn't that funny how we kind of just, we, we almost do it subconsciously, you know? Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to buy, I'm just going to uh, buy that'd it. That'd be it's great. Every time that, that, that'd be such a funny business model is every time that there's one left, 
you leave the store and the guy just goes in the back, grabs one more package and puts it back up there. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just one at a time. So everybody thinks they got the last one. It's totally. It's like a reverse musical chairs. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. I love it. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Rio. I like, I like old Rio, man. He's a good dude. got to have a dog too, man. You know, it's good. He, he is a good boy. He's good been, company. we've been eating. We both put on the, uh, he just, he knows when we're talking, he knows I'm talking about. He's so funny. He just rolled yeah. over in the sun. He's like, and pet me if you're going to talk about me. He, <laughs> uh, we both put on the quarantine five in the first three days, just eating like slobs. And then, uh, he loved it, obviously. And I, I looked at myself in the mirror. I go, okay, I can't keep doing this. Uh, was that due eating. to a, a, a full a full pack of bagels? Is that correct? Or what? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I never eat bagels anymore. Being from upstate New York, bagels is 90% of the diet up there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Bagels is just a huge <laughs> New York thing in general. It's just yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, it's comfort food. It usually is served hot and it's cold up there. So it's, it's perfect like little sandwich on the go. Yeah. Um, and you have a, a, a snow jacket to cover up what a bagel does to your body. So, <laughs> yeah, much needed. Right, exactly. A, a, a bagel suit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you go. Your body looks has rolls like a bagel, like a, a package of bagels. <laughs> but I just, I oh, you know what it was too? There was no bread at the store. Mm. The same one with the toilet paper that I go to every day. And then bagels came in, right? And I go, I haven't had bagels in a while. <laughs> so I got bagels. the bagels, and I was like, yeah, I'll get some cream cheese. And next thing you know, I'm just making bagels with cream cheese and blueberry jam on top and it oh. was incredible and i just wound up eating eating five total bagels in two days and then just i i i didn't know if i had the virus or just like a bagel <laughs> hangover and i felt <laughs> terrible i mean and then i was like no no more of this like i'm not gonna just you know plus if you get the virus you gotta be healthy if you get it because you, get, you yeah. gotta be ready to fight it Exactly. Have, and ba bagels. Have a bagel body. <laughs> yeah, man. You had the bagel suit going on, man. That's got to be a gnarly shit, too. Five bagels and some jam and cream cheese. <laughs> Woo, I'm, I'm, I'm not in that one. No. The dog had a concerned look on his face when he when he was at the park. I'll leave mm, it at that. Yeah. Okay. He knew. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely knew. Um, hey, so, you know, something else I wanted to, to kind of chat with you about, too, a little bit was uh, we've kind of talked before about some some comedy shows where where you've had some uh some some issues you know just being hammered well or yeah what i'll say is you know i've been doing comedy 21 years yeah i've been in trouble twice and with clubs that love me and that are like family to me so you say in trouble it's not like a boss who fires who yeah fires you but it's, it's a manager who says to you can you not do that again <laughs> go, yes i can yeah sure but yeah and both those kind of revolve around drinking one was at the ontario improv first day of football probably six years ago because you know life is long you know i said that thing about being a b student but i would say for two and a half years i was just an f student <laughs> of life <laughs> yeah. i'll leave it at that you know had a girl in town i had met in new york two weeks earlier you know was supposed to do 10 minutes up top but to a layup at the time i was uh hosting for a friend uh, all weekend long and as yeah. when i'm walking to the stage you know it's sunday night it's gonna be a quick 10 minute set i could do that in my sleep manager goes to me hey watch your language there's a church group in here i go and on my mind i go got it and it's <laughs> full so it's 375 people i'm picturing 15 people yeah uh in the crowd who are from wow. a church you know i'm not gonna do anything you know uh anti-religious or whatever i can i got i can work that out in my brain quick yeah but then i'm up there 
and I hear this guy go, don't say fuck. And I go, why, why can't I say fuck? He goes, we're all Christian. And I look out and I realize it's just 325 members of a church. Uh, <laughs> it was 325 black people <laughs> dressed in colorful suits. Uh-huh. And I was like, now it hit me. I go, oh, this is an entire church. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, uh, and I go, I go, you're, you're all Christian. And this guy in the front goes, we're Catholic Christian. I go, you can't be Catholic Christian. That's like being a taco burrito. It gets, it gets kind of a laugh. You know, like I know almost nothing about religion, even though there's spiritual stuff in the, in the 12 step. But yeah, I know, you know, grew up, I guess, Episcopalian. I don't even know what that even means. Let me be honest. So then I go, uh, Mark, do your Pope joke. They're going to love it. They got a good sense of humor. They're here. Mm-hmm. I go, and I go, you guys see this latest footage of the Pope? He's driving up a street. There's a handicapped guy in a bed. The Pope pulls the, the Pope mobile over. He gets out, raises his hand to the sky, touches the handicapped guy, and nothing happens. I go, it's borderline offensive. He's basically saying, look at me. I'm such a great person. I'll touch someone who's handicapped. And they just booed me. <laughs> Oh, they got you got straight booed. I got booed off stage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And when black people boo you, they oh. remember your name. They, and they don't, these people did not, they're like, Mark, Mark, get off the stage. Some of them, I think, screamed my website. No. Uh, I got in serious trouble with the club. They wrote a letter about me. It was a, just a nightmare. But that was that little snapshot because if you want to get back, because yours is a sober podcast. And um, uh, that look, because I didn't mean it. You know well, yeah, I, I know. I, think, I, th- I, I honestly thought they'd like it because I'm not a malicious. When I, when yeah. I drank and I used to drink heavy, I was more of a puddle than a malicious. It's just not part of my nature to be. I would never, even with a church group, even though I don't go to church, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. So I was like, I thought they'd like it, but being sober, that would have never hit. I would have been more, much more rational than that. So if, if you know, if you have people listening to this and uh, who are thinking about getting entertainment, I can tell you this without doubt: don't drink before you go on. Because it's yeah. gonna, it's not gonna lead to you. Go, oh, it'll loosen you up. You go, no, it won't. And if anything goes wrong, it'll be blamed on that. Even if you're not in the wrong, like, mm. well, I um, ever since I kind of adopted that new principle. One time, this guy was in the audience at the Hollywood Improv, um, and I think it's on my website actually. Um, I think I have the footage. Uh, if you go to my website and videos, I think you can see it. Young kid in the front row, 21 years old. We're from the same hometown. I figured out real quick doing crowd work. And then uh, he's just drunk. And you can just, I mean, he's just he's drunk. He's belligerent. Yeah. He's 21. He's, you know, he's on, he thinks the show's about him. And we're, <laughs> we're, by the way, I'm hosting, I, I, or I'm first. Yeah, I'm first, actually, which means first after the host in the comedy world. And uh, he jumped up on stage and jumped on top of me. And I, he was so skinny because I think he was, uh, he must have been a cocaine addict. Yeah. That I just picked him up didn't panic and shoved him back into his seat, which is down from the stage. So he could have gone colliding yeah. and careening into the crowd. But because he was drunk, it, and if I had had one drink, now all of a sudden, oh, Mark, Mark had a drink and this mm-hmm. kid in the audience was drunk. So it was two guys who were drinking and got in an argument. Yep. But when you're sober, you go, yo. And everyone's like, you did the best you could. You, did, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's a big difference. Also, there's plenty of like collateral damage where if you're, actively drinking in the place you make your money where you can get in trouble even though it's not honestly your fault 
So, and that was just such a good feeling where I was like, okay, this is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, just, just from you and I getting to know each other and me, me coming down a couple times and stuff, like I really got a, a insight into the comedy community itself and it's very tight knit. Everybody knows each other. It's almost, it's almost kind of like, um, almost like high school in a sense. Is that a fair, I mean, not, I'm not trying to be a dick oh or anything, God, yeah. but like, it's kind of like, high, like everyone knows each other. Like, you know, there, and there's a lot going on and, um, you know, there, how, but how, how do they deal with, like, how does a comedy community in general deal with addiction and, and alcoholism? And I mean, because it's a, well, it's, a it's, big it's, part of it's it. not the issue it used to be, yeah, um, which is good. Um, but it's, it's something that comics are better at it, but then like, you know, it's uh, if you're a performer in any way, you're better off. The more healthy you are, the better your stage presence is going to be yeah, and the yeah. better your career is going to go. Yeah. You know, it's hard, though, because in America, we're sold this thing of just like, you know, being out of control is kind of fun. And it, and it is for a little bit. And then you, everyone knows the classic story. We'll have to go through it all of, of like it was fun until it wasn't. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're home alone at night. And you're like, oh, wow, I. uh you know, it's not, uh, it's not what you envisioned and it's harder than even a movie will make it. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause oh, yeah. it's you yeah, yeah. and it's longer, you know, a movie is two and a half hours. Your life is 24 hours in a day. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, Oh, this is, well, I'm not getting to the resolution where everything is really happy as quickly as I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know well, it's saying? like, it's like you have this vision of what it, what it, you envision it this certain way. And this can go kind of, I think, for anything in life when we do something or whatever. But and then it doesn't work out like that. It's not like you picture it or you see on the movie or whatever. Most, especially with the with the comedy uh, community too, most people don't see the grind that you guys go through. I mean, you guys are up. You call it working out, right? Like you get up. Is that the correct uh, yes. term? You work. Yep. I'm working out tonight, man. I'm gonna hit a couple clubs. I'm gonna do a couple sets. Like there is a, an unbelievable grind behind that uh, that I got to see a little bit of, which I appreciate, by the way, uh, in hanging out down yeah. there. But I mean, the the work that goes into it um is uh it's it's really unbelievable and, and i can see how it would be easy though to get because a lot of waiting around too right like there's a lot of promoting a lot of waiting around so it'd be easy to get caught oh, yeah. up in 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 the the party totally. and that kind no of one's stuff. watching you yeah exactly no accountability your only accountability is not as a phone call to your mother mm, mm. you know and some managers here and there like we just said yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah 100 yeah, percent Self-discipline yeah. is the hardest one. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because then when, also when you book a job, it, it's it's much easier. Like I just booked this new thing for Quibi. Hopefully it comes out. Like uh, I'm the host of a show on there mm -hmm. called um, Hot Off the Mic, mm -hmm. which is now on. We've only done our first two. Now it's on pause because um, All this of shit. obviously everything yeah. that's going on. So when I got that, as soon as I found out, the day I booked it, I go, I started eating raw food, drinking tons of water every day. I dropped like eight pounds real quick. It's very easy, it, or for me at least it is, Yeah, to get disciplined when I have to be. And the problem with entertainment is you don't have to be all the time. So it's like, it's definitely a um, something you're going to want to have in your corner some friends or quite a bit of friends who are healthy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And who do activities that are healthy. And so a lot of those friends will be in these 12 step programs. You know? is, is there, are there, are there still a lot of comics uh, or some comics who still, you know, practice drinking and, and, uh, and, and are able to do, uh, able to do their job pretty well? Um, of course. To an extent. Of course. And, and especially, oh yeah, well, well, 
I mean, it just I depends like, probably. I would think I on think the person, right? Myself included, you do it better when you do it better when you're disciplined. Yeah. You know, so of course you can pull it off. You know, I, anyone can. It's just, it's almost like it's, you're just, you're on a high, you're, you're on a much higher wire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's because anything can go wrong and, uh, and it could get blown out of proportion or maybe it's blown in. I know it's, yeah. uh, you're just on a much higher wire and yeah, there's totally. no need to be there. I'll leave it at that. Well, and that's kind of, and that's <laughs> yeah, kind of like you what you were saying. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier though. You're setting yourself up for the best possible chance of success when you're working and you're sober, because then you, you kind of eliminate any chance of some bullshit happening. Just like you said, with the guy in the seat who jumped on you, had you had a couple of drinks, whatever that might've, yeah. you know, easily could have went a, a different way. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah. Even if I had one, even if I had half of one. Yeah. Because now, yeah, and it's just, yeah, totally. So you've entertained uh, U.S. troops, man. I wanted to talk a little bit about that too. Thirty-five countries. I think that's great. Uh, is that a little different, obviously, than than being in uh, uh, in in West Hollywood at some of the clubs or touring in the United States? Uh, probably a different venue, different. Uh, oh yeah, it's a lot different. It's, yeah, because it, it can happen at any time of day. Mm-hmm. Um, the venues are different because they don't have a stand-up comedy club on base. Um, yeah. So the, sometimes the sound is off, but very appreciative crowds, very intelligent crowds. They like every kind of comedy from like alternative to mainstream to you, they would like a prop comic. You know, they, yeah. they just laugh at pretty much anything. Not like buffoons. They just really like comedy yeah. and um, really want it. Something to take their so, mind off of all the shit that's going yes. on too, I'm sure. And we're also the U.S. military is in some some very gnarly places and some like very unknown places where like the local population doesn't even know the military are there because yeah. they're in plain clothes and they rented out half a hotel and they bought it 20 years ago and the military is there in plain clothes keeping an eye on a you know a tense situation around the world so it's just like yes it's it's different and every day is a different day when you're on a tour yeah and uh but they're definitely 100 percent the best times of my life you know yeah, absolutely, man. Getting to a full, I mean, that's, that's a, a really a great act of service. You're using a skill you're using. Um, I, I always look at this as a gift that, that I think God gifts us with different things as people in general. And oh, definitely. He's, obviously, he's obviously gifted you with the ability to be able to, to, to communicate with people, make people laugh, um, have people have a good time. So you're using that gift in order to serve for a great purpose of, uh, our troops out there, man. That's pretty damn, pretty damn cool. And you get to go to 35 countries probably eat some weird yeah. shit <laughs> yeah i think th- i think i'm going to do another one this october really ho- provided everything's back on yeah I, but I I, yeah because the military they it, they book things believe it or not they're organized they <laughs> they start organizing stuff six months in advance oh yeah i don't <laughs> doubt so it like, yeah yeah so hopefully that doesn't get canceled I know, man, it's that's, you know, and and maybe we can kind of, as we start to kind of wrap this thing up, that's, that's a good segue into that. I think is like everything that we're doing right now is really uncertain at this time. And so I think it's a really good opportunity for us to practice just being in the moment. You know what I mean? Staying positive, doing the best we can, trying to serve others, having some fun at the same time. I I really appreciate you coming on today and just like, you know, joking around a little bit. We talked some baseball. Um, We're we're in the moment right now. And that's, what's really going to get us through I feel like a lot of the stuff that's going on because most of it uh, is is really out of our control yep and you know what I did last night because 
I was sitting home is, you know, my, my health insurance is Kaiser Permanente. Mm -hmm. So I called up their 1-800 number and I go, Hey, okay. I don't, I feel great. I'm fine. But if I get this, what happens? What should I do? What's my next step? And I got the 800 number to call if I get it. The doctor who's closest to me, I got my insurance card. I got a snapshot on my phone. Hmm. So I think one of the things is like, it's almost like we just said about organizing is like, I just organized this last night. I go, you know what? This, cause apparently this, According to Dr. Agus, I'll, I'll paraphrase him. This weekend, when are you going to release this, by the way? Uh, let's see. This is going to come out tomorrow. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so yeah. this weekend is going to be the toughest weekend. Mm-hmm. The number is going to spike probably pretty dramatically. And by late next week, we should have it under control because there's 5 million doses of the medication that they think is working on this thing coming yeah. in from Israel. It lands in New York on Friday. Mm. Uh, what is it, say, Thursday. Uh, Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you're listening to this today, it's, it's lands today, and then they'll distribute that. And then also with the isolation, which actually does work, we'll start knocking the numbers down. The people that do get it will be treating them. Yeah. The, um, the, you know, what, what is it, a ventilator or so. a respirator? Well, something like that. Ven- I think a ventil- yeah. Something. Will be, the respirators will be ready for the most part. And I don't know, by hopefully in the next 10 days or so, they really get this kind of under wraps. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, no, that's a good thought though, too, is about being prepared, being, being, uh, yeah. uh, you know, setting yourself. Cause I know for me, like when I am, when I'm prepared for something and I'm a little bit ahead, it, it, it alleviates so much of the stress and worry because oh I know God, I have yes. a plan. I have some things outlined. I, even if it's just my day-to-day shit that I got to get done for work that day, I like to make a list and then I can go down that list. Yeah. And if I don't, there, there are certain days when I don't have the list, dude, it feels like just chaos in my brain. And I'm like, Ugh, I start freaking out. It feels like when you're drinking like and that. using, you're always 15 minutes late. And when you're sober, <laughs> you're always 15 minutes early. Totally, you know? man. Oh yeah, definitely. For me, that's that little <clears> thing. Cause I'm not, when I'm, when I'm out there, I'm not a complete and total fuck yeah. up. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? But I don't, I certainly don't have my card on my phone ready to go in case I get sick. I don't know the 1-800 number. Yeah. I don't. And I, by the way, I, I forgot my password and to get your password on your medical card. That's not just like forgetting your password for your Yahoo account. you got to jump through some hoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that it would tough. not be done. I would, I would get sick, wake up and then be like, I oh, got to log in. And next thing you know, I don't know my password and I'm, I'm yelling at someone on the phone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll eventually Pissed get off. it and I'll get yeah. to the doctors. I, you know, probably won't die. Knock on wood. But it's like, <laughs> but the whole yeah. thing would just be more chaos and stress. And like, that's not good for the situation. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like, yep. you just feel so much more settled when you're on point. Yep. You can be in the moment, yep. relaxed, at ease. It's one of my favorites. I'm going to be at ease with myself, you know? Totally. Not always yeah, easy. for sure. But good stuff, man. I was really, uh, really happy to have you on. Thank you for say, uh, taking some time and uh, doing the podcast today, man. Where can, uh, I know we, we mentioned it once already, but uh, where can folks reach out to you? Website, social media. Um, we didn't talk about About Last Night podcast too, man. Like I love um, what you guys are doing with that. I've been able to listen to a couple episodes. Um, how's that going? Real, real, you know, really quick, if you don't mind. It's going great, yeah. Uh, the host of the show is Adam Ray. I'm his sidekick. I do his news stories and I also interject in the conversations. We just did a really great, one with tj miller um that's up there and if you just do a simple google search of about last night podcast it'll come up and you can look at it on whatever platform you want to um because some people is on spotify now some people have their podcast app and they can automatically um, download it but yeah if you subscribe to it on itunes uh we have you know adam books some of the biggest comedians and biggest actors in 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 the world and adam also has a new one coming out with mark sanchez um so you know it's it's just it's to i me, saw that yeah they were it's doing always a, been the 
Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. They were doing a a, a live a, a Instagram live or a podcast or something, right? Him and Mark right. Sanchez. Yeah. And that just launched. And then as mm. it just launched, this virus came out. So it's like, mm. it's like people are just kind of doing what they can for the next like six to eight weeks. Yeah. But yeah, all those things will be out there. My website is um, walmart.com. <laughs> And, uh, get your toilet paper <laughs> get anything you need just venmo me no it's uh markscomedy.com m-a-r-k-s comedy.com it has like uh obviously dates are on pause right now but it has like clips in the podcast that i have been on and like um you know anything you want to find out about me is is on that website yeah good stuff man good stuff well thank you again bro i appreciate you uh hopefully we can oh you know what it soon. has i'm sorry it has the links to my social media up top up top on my, the, on my, the website. my website. <clears throat> yep. I'm looking at it right now. I see media about videos, all kinds of stuff on there. Cool. Yeah. Contact comedian, actor, and stepson. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up. Yeah. Good stuff, brother. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast today, bro. Thanks for having me, dog. You are appreciated. Uh, share the podcast with a friend, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. If it's your first time, uh, glad you're here. Keep coming back, man. Uh, check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Uh, connect with us on Instagram, at RealThatSoberGuy, at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Uh, yeah, man, good times. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean. <laughs>